friends, it's Lana, and welcome to Help Your Happy, a podcast hosted by yours truly. In each episode, I'll be diving into those sweet and not-so-sweet lessons I've learned in hopes just one of you will benefit. My mission is to create an honest and open space where everyone feels welcome and a community that wants to become the best version of themselves. I believe everyone is deserving of a happy and fulfilling life. I'm just here to help you get there or help keep you on track. We wear our heart on our sleeves here, so no topic is off limits. So if you'd like to join me, let's get into it. you're happy. Thank you for joining me today. Speaking of joining, I have a special guest today. Mom. Hi, everyone. (laughs) So my mom is here visiting me in California for a couple of days. She actually leaves this afternoon. So I figured what better topic to talk about than how far that we've come in our relationship. So our relationship has not always been easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl, right? That is true. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm not used to talking on episodes with someone in the room, so I'm equally as uncomfortable as my mom is. (laughs) So just bear with me here. Definitely some pit sweating. But today's episode is mending relationships and giving grace with special guest, my mom. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is our background, just so that you guys kind of get an idea of where our relationship, I guess, kind of where it started, I suppose. I know that I have friends in my life that have like zero relationship with either of their parents. And so I guess my goal with this episode is to not only help a friend, but to also give, if you're a parent that doesn't get along with your child right now kind of give you some hope that, you know, right now might not be the best season for you guys, but that it can and will get better if you want it to. So I want to give you guys some background um, just to show you guys that our relationship was not always perfect from the get-go and that we have struggled too, but that there is hope. Um, So where our relationship started. So I don't know how many of you know this, but my mom was my teacher growing up. Um, I don't know. How long would you say? Like Mm, six, five, six years? Yeah, I was thinking around six. Okay, so about six years. So I went to a private Christian school, and I know I've mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, um, but I went to a private Christian school with nine students, and my brother was one of the students, and my cousin was one of the students, and it's now a duplex in um, my grandparents' old property's backyard. And so, needless to say, it was a very small community, and yeah, having your mom as a teacher would be hard, whether it was in a public school or a Christian school, but on top of that, she was kind of strict and very... Uh, I don't know. She was a very Christian-oriented parent. And now I can see, now that I am an adult, well, 
I was already an adult at that time, but I mean, like now that I'm older, um, I can see, of course, that there were mistakes that were made. And I don't know if I had the opportunity to go back and do it all again. I don't know that I would have chosen to necessarily be at the school all the time with the kids because I know now that they did not always get the best part of me when we went home from school because I had just been with them all day as well. So then to have to go home and be then their parent instead of their teacher, it was just very difficult on all of us. I completely agree. So there, there's this quote that I want to remember, and it's um, basically you give your best to other people all day, and then we would get the rest. So whatever else that she had left in her, even if it was absolutely nothing, she still had to go home and be a parent to us. So even if we didn't get the best side of her, we got the rest that she could offer us. And it, it wasn't always the best, you know, because as a teacher, especially in a Christian school, you have to be a good role model for the kids. And, you know, it was a very small community, like I mentioned before. So my mom was closer to these parents than what any other, you know, teacher would be to a child in a public uh, setting. So it's kind of like my mom didn't want to not give 100% to these other kids as well. So by the time that she got home and she was done teaching us, she had already given everything that she had to these other kids. And so I don't know. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree with that as well. And I would just like to say also that by the time that we came home from school, I was already in a marriage that I was emotionally checked out of. And so that led to extra stress in the household. And on top of that, I was a devil child. But I don't know if I would say that I was that way maybe because of the environment that I was raised in. I kind of, you know, I don't know. I I feel like I was just kind of an unhappy angry child. And also my dad is not the best person in the world, my biological dad. And he was in and out of prison my whole life. And, you know, he just has mega anger problems. So me and my brother had that side of him, which sucks. And then my mom had to deal with that. And it was just a chaotic childhood. But I would never say, though, that you were a devil child. I feel like because of the stress that we had inside the house, I feel like that that also obviously affected both you and your brother as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of it is also normal teenage years because you're also hormonal. So you're trying to deal with all of that as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it was not either your fault or your brother's fault. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just look back on times where, you know, I would just scream at the top of my voice and because I was just so angry inside. And I don't know. I just, I just think back to that. And sometimes I obviously I'm, I'm reflecting. So I'm trying to take some responsibility for the way that I perceived growing up. Anything else you want to say about our background? I feel like we could talk about our background all day because that's, how you grow by reflecting and thinking back to times where you were anything less than perfect and you try and 
figure out what you can change in the relationship so that it can be better. So, I don't know. I think what I gather from the background is that, you know, having my mom as a teacher was extremely hard. And I think it was hard on her as well because, like we said, she she's only human. So, now I want to talk about what kind of led to the resent. Um, so, that was our background and where it kind of all started. Um, so, from my perspective, I think, so her and that marriage that she had mentioned um, ended. And so, I think getting a divorce definitely shook things up a little bit for me and my brother. And then my brother got in with the wrong crowd and it was just, it was a really hard transition for both of us going from the Christian school setting to the public school setting. And for those of you listening, you guys know that my brother was uh, at the Mendota High School with me and we shouldn't have technically been in the same grade, but we were because we were both falling behind because the public school system is way harder and the, the classes are way harder than what we were used to. So that was an adjustment. And on top of me starting in a public school for the first time since first grade, my mom was getting a divorce and I was living with my grandparents and I just had this huge, like, I don't know, this huge gaping hole because my whole life had just changed and I was still trying to transition and... Yeah, my brother ended up getting moved away to um, Ohio with my mom's other sister because, like I said, he got in with the wrong crowd and he just was not succeeding in school. So I think my mom's, you know, hope for him was that by moving him away from the situation and from these people that he would kind of be forced into this new role and hopefully succeed. Yeah, and just real quick, I'd like to say something about that as well, that uh, shame on the public school system as well, at least in the town that that the kids went to school, because they had told Sean in front of myself and there were other teachers in the room as well that he was never going to graduate from school and never going to amount to anything just because he did not have a high school diploma. Uh, So... That's what kind of led to the decision then for him to go to Ohio as well uh, because my sister Sarah was extremely gracious and willing to take Sean in to her household as well and to do whatever was necessary to make sure that he was able to graduate high school. Which he did. Yes, he did. Which he did. He graduated high school and he actually ended up doing summer school for I think like every summer while he was in the public school out in Ohio so that he could graduate on time with his class. So even though he technically was a freshman when he was living in Mendota, he excelled and did the work that was necessary to allow him to graduate with his actual class. Um, So yeah, he was right on track. Um, So kudos to my Aunt Sarah for that. And kudos to Sean for putting in the effort to graduate and yeah I think overall at the time you can't at the time I couldn't see you know what that was doing for my brother all I could see was that what it what it did to me by getting my best friend taken away but he was also my best friend because we were in this secluded environment of being in a Christian school and we kind of clung to each other because we didn't really have anyone else um 
Another thing was the religious aspect. So growing up, I I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but I think you were definitely much more strict. And I don't know if that's because you wanted to be a good role model for me and my brother. And you wanted us to be raised to be strong Christians. And yeah, I don't know. What would you say? Well, I I know that... I was wanting you guys to be raised, uh, of course, you know, in a Christian home. And I, I was more strict because I figured that there were so many other bad influences that you guys were going to be kind of running into when you were an adult and out on your own. So I didn't want you guys to be introduced to the bad influences and like drugs and alcohol and, you know, partying and all of that, um, while you guys were still young and while your brains were still developing. So that's why even I was careful with what you guys even watched on TV. And, you know, a lot of those, a lot of the shows that were out when you guys were growing up, it just, it wasn't good influences for you guys. So that was a lot of the reason why I, I just, I didn't allow you guys to watch things on TV or Mm -hmm. go to movies that were going to even have bad words in them. I Mm -hmm. mean, I checked, you know, all the ratings for those things. Because, you know, of course, as a parent, like, I want the, I wanted the best thing for you guys. Mm-hmm. See, and us having this conversation right now, we've, we have never really talked about these things. And so I've always kind of been stuck with my take on my childhood. And then, you know, now we're talking about it and I can see things a lot more clearly. So this is another thing I want to bring up. If you have not had this conversation with a parent and, you know, you're not really giving them the benefit of the doubt and you're kind of just... I don't know. You're just allowing yourself to feel what you feel because that's how you perceive things and that's just how it is. Try listening to the other half. There's always two sides to the story. Um, and yeah, you might find out some things like I am right now that that just kind of help you, help you make sense of the situation. And I don't know, it kind of takes the blame out of it. It kind of takes those negative emotions that you might have had or still have towards a parent, or even if you have a great relationship with both of your parents, you can take this and apply it to your life however you can. So if it's with a friend that you're, you know, trying to mend a relationship with, or if it's with a grandparent, or an aunt, or an uncle, whatever it might be for yourself, you can take these tips if you've had a rough past with any of the following, and, you know, try and apply it to your life that way. So, Now I want to talk about how we put it aside, how we put all of our past aside and how we moved forward and got to the mending of our relationship. So obviously, first and foremost, time heals all. So, um, you know, I don't want you to think that this is something that is an overnight fix. And honestly, this is not something that an apology can fix. This is not something that just happens overnight, you have to give time a chance to do what it does best to heal. And with time, you also have to be working towards wanting to be in a better relationship with that person. You can't, you know, stay stuck in the past and you can't keep reliving these things through your head and thinking that things are going to get better um, with that kind of attitude. So I think the biggest thing was realizing that you cannot change the past. No matter how badly that you want to, no matter how much you want to just, you know, forgive and forget, 
that is not always the fix all. And I think it's important to talk about the things that upset you. And it's important to not just push it to the side because those feelings are going to resurface at some point in your life. And it's going to be years later down the road when it's not as relevant as what it is right now as it's happening. And it is so much easier to just fix it now than to let it boil over. And it's going to get to a point where you kind of forget why you even feel this way about this person and it's just become a habit and my mom and I talked about this yesterday while we were chilling on the beach um yeah I think it's kind of like a wound it really is a true wound although you can't see this wound and it's not like a scratch or like a deep cut that you can see with the eye it's something that you feel and sometimes I feel like that's worse because you don't know to address it immediately and it's just something that you kind of allow to become a habit of allowing yourself to feel these resentful feelings towards somebody. Um, but I think if you treat it like it is a wound that you can see on your skin and you know you want to put Neosporin on it and you want to put a Band-Aid on it, but you also want it to get some fresh air so that it scars over and you know heals and scabs over and whatever the case, I think yeah, I think it's important to treat it like you can actually see it because although you can't actually see it, you feel it. I think it's also important that we validate one another's feelings. I think in most situations when we're talking to someone else and there's been hurt and there's been resentment, that people just want to know that they're being heard. Yeah, I totally agree with that. No one's perfect. You're not wrong for feeling the way that you do. And I think Like I said in my previous episode before this, put your pride aside. Pride seems to be the thing that stands in the way of a better life, stands in the way of becoming a better version of yourself. So I think the next thing is that we wanted a good relationship because it is so easy for this to become just your new normal and your new way of life um, that you, you know, don't get along with your mom. And I know that I have friends that struggle with that as well, and they just don't really know where to start um, with this healing process of the relationship that they have with a parent. And like I said, this doesn't have to just be the way that you and your mom get along. It can be the way that you and your dad get along. It can be the way that you and your anyone, a friend, a family member, a pet, whatever, however you can relate this back to your life. And I also, for myself, did not want my future children to not get along with me. And so I wanted to take the steps to prevent, you know, my my kids from seeing my relationship with my mom or their grandma lacking in any department. Also, we are dealing with not the most convenient um, people that don't realize that I'm inside trying to make the best podcast in the world with my mom and they're outside sawing to the gods. So if you hear a saw in the background or you hear an airplane about to land on our roof, that's just the cards that we've been dealt. So I hope that that is not distracting when you turn your volume all the way up because you're so interested in what we're saying right now. Up to 10 up to 10. So the biggest takeaway that I want you guys to get from this is that there is hope in mending a relationship. And the only way to do that is to give grace to one another, validate each other's feelings, talk about where this 
cycles started and do not get too comfortable with not getting along with someone that you would like to have a good relationship with. Take it away, mom. And it's a choice on both parties. Like both people have to want to have a better relationship with one another. Boom. So with all of that being said, mom, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining Help Your Happy Community. Thank you for helping somebody who's happy today. And I hope that this kind of helps you see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, this is your reminder. Do not get too comfortable being unhappy with somebody in your life. Amen. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh Uh-huh. Jesus is a wonderful Savior. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Have a good day, guys. And let let your sparkles sparkles shine. shine. Wow, that wasn't even planned. Bye, guys. (laughs) 